Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's start with this on the heels of the Big Ten announcing yesterday that they're going to... Uh conference-only schedule for 2020 for their football program. Where do you see the SEC right now? I think they'll eventually do the same. This seems kind of like the the, the uh, popular trend, the kind of the Band-Aid that everybody's going to try to put on for, for the month of July to try to salvage uh, the football season this fall. I, I, I do think the SEC and maybe even the other conferences, they were genu- genuinely – caught off guard that the Big Ten did this so soon. Jim Sterk, Missouri's AD, was doing a Zoom uh, media conference yesterday with, with some of us, and the news broke during that Zoom, and we asked him about it, and he, he was kind of dubious of it. He, he thought, well, I don't think that's going to happen yet, and, and sure enough, it did yesterday. So I, I think the SEC will eventually move that direction also. Um, they just want to get everybody on board first and, and make sure that's kind of the consensus within the league. Dave, if they do go to only conference games, do you think they're going to add more conference games then to the schedule? That is in a discussion for the SEC. Sterk did say that. That's one of the scenarios that they have discussed. Um, you know, the SEC only plays eight conference games, or I think the Big Ten is at nine. So, you know, that I think they'd like to play more than eight games. And I think they'd try to probably do it in some kind of regional way so that you're traveling less. But for Missouri, that's kind of tough. In the East Division, um, they have far trips pretty much everywhere. Um, they could, and, and their West opponents this year are Arkansas and Mississippi State. So maybe they add an Old Miss or a Texas A&M, or either way, it's, it, you're still going a long distance. So um, they'll they they may try that, um, but you know we'll see what happens. Dave Matter of STLToday.com and the Post Dispatch with us talking Mizzou on 101 ESPN. And Dave, there have been several games in the last couple of years where Mizzou fans have been social distanced without a pandemic. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what about fans now, specifically at Faro Field? Well, they have their, their ticket office is looking at 13 different stadium arrangements for what could work out, um, just depending on on where we are with the virus, where we are with social distancing come September, October. Um, the bare minimum they're discussing right now would be about 18,000 fans. Um, and that would be what they would essentially have if every fan had a six-foot radius around them. They could, they could squeeze in 18,000. Um, I don't know if that's realistic. Uh, they're, they're working. They're kind of, their base uh, model that they're looking at is 50% capacity, which would be about 31,000. And that way they can adjust up or down depending on, you know, what's allowed at that time. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where they are. We'll see. I mean, a, a month ago they were thinking definitely 50%, if not more. Other schools were talking about maybe even full capacity. So a month from now we could be having a much different discussion. 
Dave, a month from now, do you think we're having a conversation about the college football season period? Because just like yeah. with the the fans in the stadium, it feels like every day that goes by, the percentage that there's going to be fans dwindles. And it feels like every day that goes by, the percentage that the season is even going to happen dwindles as well. It, it really does seem like this changes so quickly. Um, so I don't know. I, I, they're just trying, you know, I think what the school's do is have all these models on the table so that they can shift to something that they've at least discussed and have, have they'll be prepared for. Um, will there be a season? I, I don't know. I, I think some of it will depend on kind of these national numbers that we see, and a lot of it will depend on how these teams are doing individually. Uh, at some point, though, if there's going to be a season, you're going to be without players. You're going to have to sit players out who are either in quarantine or isolation, that have tested positive or still recovering. Um, you know, you might see games have to be forfeit. I mean, what if a team loses its entire offensive line room and they can't, you know, those guys have to be out for at least two weeks. You can't play a game. So there's going to be a lot of of things going on, a lot of different scenarios that different teams are going to face. I know that this college football, at least the power five, they absolutely feel like they need to play for financial reasons. And in this talk of even playing in the spring, we asked Jim Sterk about that yesterday. He said it's one of the models, but it's actually one we haven't discussed at all. So they want to play in the fall to to some capacity. Dave, because of those financial ramifications, uh, do you get a sense of whether or not college football might play even if there aren't students on campus? Well, I I don't think it's what they prefer, um, but – I think they could maneuver something to where they can justify it. I, I don't ethically. Does that make sense? If you're saying that your campus isn't safe enough to have any students on campus uh, taking classes, but you can put a hundred football players in a stadium and have them practice and put them out there. Um, you're going to get some challenges there from, you know, maybe even parents. We've seen that there's a parent group nationally now that has raised a lot of concerns about, um, you know, what's going on. You know, there's really no NCAA leadership on this. There's a lot of guidelines and protocols, but no rules and regulations. Uh, and, and, you know, that's, it's going to be a difficult thing. And I think that's kind of what led the Ivy League to, to make their decision. You know, they are transitioning more to online classes only. And, you know, they really can't justify having sports in the fall if, if uh, the students aren't going to be on campus. So, you know, that's that's going to be a tough call. That's why these schools are, are trying, I think, to some degree to say, oh, we're going to have some classes on campus. So that means we can have our athletes on campus, too. Dave, in your piece at stltoday.com, you talk about how nine athletes at Mizzou tested positive for the virus and that all and uh, a member of the coaching staff as well. And that all of those cases were transmitted outside of Mizzou's athletic facilities and you can't really monitor every second of where these student athletes are going to be, but it seems like the time that they leave the facilities and the time they're left to their own devices is really when there's going to be chaos potentially as far as who they're exposed to, et cetera. What are the conversations like, if, if you're aware of, within the Mizzou Athletics Department about how they're going to in any way try to curb that or contain that from a, hey, if once you leave here, you need to kind of take this this sort of a route here i mean it's going to be almost impossible impossible to control yeah it's really going to come down to you know the discipline of these athletes and you you can tell them till you're blue in the face to follow all the rules but at the end of the day 
you know, the coaches and the training staff, they can only monitor these athletes for about three to four hours a day, this, this time of year at least. And it's, it's those other 20 hours that, you know, they have to drive these coaches crazy because they, they want these guys to follow the rules. And I think for the most part, Missouri, this program right now, and, and I think it helps too have, with having a new coaching staff. Everybody wants to, you know, be on their best behavior and make a good impression with, with the new coaches. Um, we talked to Nick Bolton, you know, their, their best player, Larry Roundtree a couple of weeks ago. And, and he said, they've kind of looked at it this way. It, you know, the, for the juniors and seniors, it's all about accountability um, because, you know, th- this is, this could be their last go around. They want to have a season for sure. And for the younger kids, it's about respecting those older players and, and wanting to make sure there's a season for them. You know, they've Missouri has done the, uh, they're calling it a pledge, not a waiver, where they gave uh, put out basically 17, 13, 17 rules uh, for these athletes to follow as far as monitoring their behavior, monitoring their symptoms and everything like that, uh, doing the social distancing and made them sign that. I, there's been a lot of controversy whether those have any legal bearing or not, but I do think it, it puts it in the mind of the athletes. Hey, this is really super serious. And I think for the most part, having nine athletes out of 300-some-odd that have been tested it's that's not good, but it's not bad compared to what they've seen, you know, nationally with some other programs that have them in the teens and twenties. So I think they have a, a pretty good feel for for how they're handling this. And one thing they're doing too, I learned this yesterday. I wasn't, I didn't know if if an athlete leaves Columbia for more than twelve hours, when they return, they have to self isolate for five days. Hmm. So that that is, it's. It almost sounds kind of punitive, but I think it's a pretty good incentive to what, hey, you, you better have a pretty good reason for leaving town. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to do anything except sit in your apartment for, for five days. You can read Dave Matters' great work covering Mizzou at stltoday.com and by picking up a St. Louis Post-Dispatch newspaper. Dave, I want to touch on the football part of things, and obviously the overarching aspect of all of this is the virus and the concern about the virus. But you mentioned a first-year coaching staff for Mizzou. To this point, how much of a setback has all of this been for Eli Drinkwitz and and that new staff? Well, it, it's tough, for, I think, probably more for the offense because that's what's new this year. And He's got a new system to install. They don't have a returning quarterback. They don't really have uh, established playmakers at receiver. Um, they have, they're, they're fine at running back. Their offensive line, they, they, those guys need to practice together. They need to identify starters and backups. And with only having three spring practices, that was a big setback for that side. I mean, he, he can't even really pinpoint what his strengths and weaknesses are on that side of the ball. Um, so if they have a fall camp starting in, in August, it's going to be really crucial that that side of the ball gets up to speed really quick on defense. Not so much. They bring back their coordinator. They bring back uh, two other assistant coaches. They bring back a handful of, of established players on the defense that ranked in the top 15 in most categories last year. So I think on there, they're okay, but, but offensively, yeah, you know, they, there's only so much you can do this time of year. They can start doing some film review next week. After that, they can start doing some walkthroughs with a football, not with pads and nothing full contact, but that side of the ball is really where the concern is at this time of year. 